0: Welcome to the Fertility Stories Podcast. This is your host, Mary Sodden, naturopath and fertility coach. I help women go from frustrated, overwhelmed, and isolated to calm, confident, and in control of their fertility. I'm passionate about helping women get pregnant and stay pregnant. Each week, I have a real and empowering conversation with everyday women and men struggling with fertility to bring you hope, comfort, and support. This is our story. To the Fertility Stories podcast. For today's episode, I have Melanie Legend, a PCOS coach. She is also the host of the Get Seriously Fertile podcast and the author of The Miracle Mind and the Power of Self Healing. Welcome to the podcast, Melanie.
1: Thank you, Mary. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Can you tell my audience more about you? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you for the beautiful introduction. I am a PCOS coach. Um, I also work with fertility. So, infertility, that kind of goes kind of hand in hand. Long story short, I got into that with my own PCOS journey. So, when I was 16 years old, I was diagnosed with PCOS and I was told that I wasn't going to have children and that it was going to be a very long road for me. Um, At that time, I actually had amenorrhea, which is no period at all. And they put me on the birth control, and that was kind of the tool that I was given to overcome that after being on the birth control for a couple years, um, it was just really, really hard on my body. It was really, really hard on my hormonal system. And I, found, I felt that it was something that I just didn't want to be on long term, especially if it was uh, for regulating my period. So that actually got me into more natural approaches where I ended up going to a naturopathic doctor. I ended up getting into homeopathy. I went into herbal medicine. And then that's kind of where my whole journey unfolded. And now I'm actually studying naturopathic medicine. So I'm two years away from that. And yeah, so I work with women on PCOS. I work with them on the mental side as well, which I feel is very, very important for integration. So we work at the physical aspects, the emotional aspects, and then also the spiritual aspects.
0: Awesome. Are you um, a student at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine?
1: I am. (laughs) Yes, I'm an alumni from there. (laughs) I figured you were. I was like, yeah. Good school. It's been a while Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean... What your PCOS has been like.
1: Yeah, so like I said, with PCOS, it was really frustrating at first because I was put on the birth control pill, and that regulated my cycle temporarily. I mean, it worked with the birth control pill, but I had a lot of side effects when I was on it, and it caused a lot of pain. It caused a lot of, like, severe excruciating pain where I'm... i pretty much couldn't go to work or school or whatever I had. It was like one or two days that I was just in excruciating pain and I had to be in bed. And that was kind of the turning point for me where I was like, I don't know if I can do this number one long term um, and handle this. And then I don't know at the end if this is even going to work, if this is even going to regulate my my period. So then I ended up taking a whole bunch of herbal supplements, some homeopathy and uh, I changed my diet, so I did a complete lifestyle change, took out dairy, gluten, uh, a lot of inflammatory foods. I ended up just really honestly being my own researcher, doing years of research and trial and error on what was going to work for me. I tried keto, I tried um, you know high protein, all of that kind of stuff. And now I actually have a regular period. I don't take uh, I take a couple supplements, but not the same supplements that I, I used to take. And yeah, now I'm, I'm pretty much under control um, in terms of ultrasounds. I don't even have cysts, which is kind of a miracle in itself. So it's been a really um, enriching and a really long journey of learning what did and didn't work. And now, because I feel like I have all of these tools, it's something that I can carry forward and then share with women. That's great. Mm-hmm. When you were first
0: diagnosed with PCOS, you mentioned that you didn't get a period. Mm-hmm. Did... Did you have any other symptoms of PCOS?
1: I didn't. And that's why it was very mystery because it's funny because PCOS is, is considered genetic. Um, so, you know, in the family line, I would have expected, you know, my mother or my grandmother or someone to have PCOS, but there was no traces of it. But when we did the ultrasound, there were cysts on my ovaries and that's how the diagnosis went forward. But I didn't have any of the hair growth. the um, I didn't have any of the other uh, symptoms that come with PCOS. So that was, An interesting diagnosis, I guess, when I first got it. Awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you didn't have any of the high androgen symptoms like the acne? No,
1: I didn't. The skin,
0: the hair. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, When did they run like blood work, like just to check like your glucose, your insulin, your
1: fasting insulin? It's funny. I mean, looking back, I I wish that they did, but they didn't at the time. They really just, my doctor honestly jumped to ultrasound. It was, I was 16. I hadn't had a period. So he thought that was um, abnormal because I was, you know, a little bit older in age. So he really just, he, he, I guess in the back of his mind thought it was PCOS and he just jumped to ultrasound and that was where we had the finding. I think he did run a little bit of blood work in terms of natural, uh, levels and that kind of, Mm Hmm.
0: Okay. So I know you mentioned that you were on supplements when you first had the PCOS diagnosis. Can you tell us some of the supplements that you tried?
1: Absolutely. So I had an actually really good book. It was a PhD who wrote it and she was the one who recommended a whole supplement list. And like I said, it was trial and error just to which supplements were going to work with me. I was on Mayo and Centol. Uh, and and D-chirroincental, which is actually really big now with PCOS. A lot of women know about it, which is amazing. Um, I was taking ginseng as well, Siberian ginseng. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. taking my B-complex. What else was I taking? It was a long list. I was on Chasberry Vitex. Uh, I was taking Mm -hmm. the herbal remedy of that. Uh, What else was on my list? Vitamin D. Vitamin D was a huge Mm -hmm. one. Yes, huge one. I think I was on my primrose oil. Primrose oil was huge. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember because it was this long list. Honestly, it was on and off different supplements. There was actually a really good PCOS mix. And I believe it had uh, myo and I think it had um, chromium in it. Mm -hmm. And what else was in it? There was another herb in it. And it was a great uh, insulin balancer. And I was taking that as well from the health food store.
0: Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. How long were you on the supplements before you saw any effects like on your period?
1: So the supplements was about, I want to say four months before it actually started to slowly. So it came back very light, uh, Mm -hmm. which is not a surprise. And yeah, so it was about four months consistently. I was taking like 12 pills a day with all of that, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, my period started to come back and that was exciting because I knew I was on the right path. And then of course, with all of the dietary changes that I was making and slowly changing with that, uh, it came back full force. And then I, it came to a point where I, I believe I, it was a year on the supplements. And then I was kind of like, you know what? I think I can start to taper down on these supplements now. Cause I feel like they're balanced. I feel like my body knows what it's doing. So I started to taper down on them and then I eventually just went off of them and the regularity of my, of my cycle stayed, which was amazing.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you also yeah. mentioned diet.
1: So what kind of diet do you have now? Yeah, so very clean. I don't I don't do dairy, so no dairy products. I eliminated pretty much anything processed. So anything that, you know, you can't pronounce MSG, all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. I, I pretty much stick to whole foods. So anything, you know, vegetables, uh, I do eat meats, but very little on the meats. And I did realize that there was a huge correlation between, you know, the chicken products that I was eating and whether they were, um, antibiotic or hormone raised or that kind of stuff. I really started to pay attention to the, to the quality of meat that I was eating and, um, what felt good in my body and what didn't. And I found that of course, you know, the, the, leaner meats like the Turkey and, uh, white fish and salmon with the omegas, those were the foods that really gave me energy. Cause that was a huge part of PCOS too a lack of energy. And they also, uh, made me feel better with my cycle and everything like that. So pretty much whole, mm-hmm. whole based, uh, plant-based. And then I also switched to Anthony Williams came into my life. He's, I don't know if you've heard of his work. Um, he came in about, he is, yeah. 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 So I found him about two years ago and that was when I started on the juicing. I started on the celery Mm -hmm. juice. I started, uh, you know, removing canola oil and eggs was a huge one that I Mm -hmm. didn't really know about with PCOS that I took the eggs out uh, so yeah, that that kind of pretty much a, a blandular diet, but really healthy in terms of uh, plant based, whole foods, that kind of stuff.
0: Perfect. And you know, it's always um, most women or most clients would say one of the struggles is to be consistent with eating healthy. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be for women who would be eating out, for instance, or going to parties, and they're they they do not have any control over right. what's served?
1: I think my biggest um, lesson with this journey, I mean, we all know with PCOS, weight gain has been a huge part of the journey Mm -hmm. with most women, and you get really hard on yourself because, you know, metabolic issues do make weight gain harder. So, I think the biggest thing that I took away from it and my biggest life lesson was to be mindful of my wins and to also be gentle with my losses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, any healing that you do, anything that you're doing to move forward is helping you. You can't erase the good that you do. So if you are going to a wedding or if you are going out and you want to indulge in whatever, a, a cheat meal then just be mindful and gentle with yourself and and love yourself unconditionally while you're going through that. So that when you step forward the next day, you're able to make those healthier choices. Because I think that when we step into more guilt, shame, and we Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, that's wonderful advice. In terms of the exercise piece, what what's your workout routine like now? hmm.
1: So I was actually a bodybuilder. So I was quite athletic when I was younger. Um, I was in track and field and all of that kind of stuff. That was honestly my PCOS. I felt that I had to overcompensate uh, to keep my body in line. Now, actually, it's fantastic because I've gone towards a more lighter approach. So I enjoy long distance running, which is lower impact. And I find that's better on my system because it's less stress, it's less cortisol, and it actually helps me regulate weight rather than pushing myself through the roof every single day. Um, So I work out about four to five times a week. I try running. um, And then, of course, the gyms have been closed, unfortunately, during this period. Mm -hmm. But usually I uh, do some resistance training, so weight training four to five times a week. And I find that that's really beneficial for my body as well
0: hmm That's great. Mm-hmm. How do you help women as a PCOS coach?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I help women more on the emotional plane of things. I do have a heavy background in uh, mental health work, especially with my own journey. So I really help women understand why they're going through the journey and, you know, the emotionality around it, uh, how they feel about themselves, how they feel about themselves moving forward, a lot of self-confidence, self-esteem, that kind of stuff. And then I also pair it with a lot of education. So the most frustrating part for me on my whole journey was digging through multiple books, multiple uh, sources of research, and then trying to figure out which one was right for me and I found that there was a lot of contradiction because one person would say, go this way. And then one person would say, you know, go keto. And I just found it very frustrating to find a simplistic way that worked for myself. So what I have done is I've actually created a program that has everything in one place in a very condensed format where women can then educate themselves on the origin and the different methods for healing PCOS so that they can then move forward and go to their naturopathic doctor or their um, wellness practitioner and have all of this information and then make the best informed decision on what's going to be best with them in accordance with their practitioner. So it's more of an, yeah, it's more mm-hmm. of an educational based uh, platform. Mm-hmm. And especially
0: you mentioned the mental emotional aspect of going through the journey, like that's usually Placed in the back burner sometimes, especially when women go through the fertility journey, there's a lot of focus on the physical, what's going on with the body, yeah. but not so much with for for the mental emotional aspects. Exactly. What, do you, yeah, what do you do to help decrease that stress?
1: So it's pretty much it's, it's individualistic. So the way I like to work is I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, you know, the subconscious mind and how mm-hmm. thought patterns work, but I get really deep into that. And I like to I use a lot of meditation tools. So I'll put yes. someone uh, into a meditation and we'll just try and extract information from their subconscious mind on what the beliefs are around that and how they're affecting their physical reality. And it's funny, because you always see this kind of like light bulb moments, like everybody knows you know, what the emotionality of things are. We just don't bring it to the surface often enough. So yeah, we use a lot of meditation to get into that, to pull that out and then to bring it to the surface. And then I work through the chakras. I'm not sure if you're familiar Mm -hmm. with chakra work, but I work through the chakras and we work on clearing it together in in an energy kind of way uh, so that Mm -hmm. the person can feel what it feels like to be confident, to believe in themselves, to know love when it's really, really hard, so... I guess in the most simplistic terms,
0: that's what I do. Wow. That's amazing, which is definitely something that most women would need. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: With um, the fertility piece, what are the common um, complaints from women with PCOS who are also going through fertility? What are the common themes that you see Mm -hmm. among your clients?
1: Yes, very common themes. I find actually with so miscarriages um, yeah. typically are with safety. And it's, I mean, mm-hmm. not, I want to say funny, but it's not funny. Um, it's just interesting that right now we're going through a very uh time of uncertainty. We're going through a lot of, you know, fear in society. So the miscarriage rate I've noticed has maybe gone up a little bit. And it's because there's so much insecurity and not feeling necessarily safe in our consciousness that Mm -hmm. women are taking that on. So that's a huge one that I'm seeing with that population. And then Mm -hmm. with infertility, I see a lot of self-blame and this can be with PCOS too. There's a lot of just Self neglect, a lot of self blame, really low self esteem, just really hating, shameful guilt, um, you know, abandonment, a lot of that stuff in the solar plexus area, Mm -hmm. as well as the heart area. And then sometimes going up to the throat, there is some, you know, inability to speak truth and to stand in your power and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But specifically with PCOS, I find it really interesting that there's usually also a familial lineage. And I say that women with PCOS tend to either have father um, paternal or maternal issues on that side of the family where Mm -hmm. there has been not enough uh, nurturing or not enough Mm -hmm. love at the origin of life, which is funny because the ovaries themselves are the point of creation. They're, Mm -hmm. They're where we essentially came into the world in the womb of our mother. And then that's how we bring life and breed life to another. So if we're not feeling balanced in our point of creation. That's where we see that um, disharmony.
0: That is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What actionable tips can you share for someone with PCOS who wants to get pregnant?
1: I would say, um, and I mean, this is coming from experience with working with women, work in a way that makes sense to you. And the easiest way to start is the physical plane that's working with a naturopath on, you know, your herbs on your supplements on on all of the very physical things that go on with PCOS diet and that kind of stuff. Once you've set your base and your foundation in the physical plane, then moving as a stepping stone to the emotional plane is going to be a lot easier than going forward straight into the emotional plane. So I use it as a very kind of pyramid stepwise process where it's physical, then move into your emotional, then move into your spiritual. And then from your spiritual, you can move forward with integration. So the most practical things that you can do start with your nutrition, start with your exercise, that kind of stuff, and -hmm. then start to play with maybe journaling, start to look at what emotions and patterns keep going up. And that's a lot of uh, work that we do. It's it's called pattern work. It's what keeps happening over and over again that's maybe showing up in different scenarios so that we can then identify the root of what is trying to show itself to us. So I would say just, just gain awareness in that essence of your emotions of start to pay attention to what patterns and then see if you can then move forward and learn from those.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. What inspiring message can you give to women listening right now and they're struggling with infertility
1: I would say the biggest thing is don't give up on yourself it's so Mm -hmm. easy to get lost in I mean the mind chooses drama it chooses chaos it chooses shame blame it's just our unfortunate natural emotion is to is to be more in fear So to not make that part of your identity, I think would be my biggest inspiration for you to remind you that you are perfectly whole and that number one, there's nothing wrong with you. And number two, you have complete power and control over this journey. And I think knowing that you are empowered and that you will get where you want to go will give you the energy and the momentum you need to find the resources and to move forward and then to then spin this journey in a very positive way. And At the end of the day, you have a choice whether you want this to be an empowering journey or a disempowering journey. And I know that each individual has the power to be love and joy when moving forward.
0: Beautiful. Mm -hmm. How can people reach you?
1: Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram. So it's Melanie.legend. If you want to follow me there, I post most of my information um, about supplements, about emotions on there. If you do want to see my site as well, it's melanielegend.com. So I have my courses on there. You can check those out. Um, There's also the community link. And then if you want to check out the podcast, it's Get Seriously Fertile on all mediums. So it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on Google Play. So you can listen there too as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Melanie, and sharing your wisdom with us. No problem. Thank you, Mary, so much for having me. It's been so much fun.
0: How awesome was that if you enjoyed today's episode subscribe and I would love to receive a review from you and let's keep this conversation going what is your fertility journey like how are you choosing to be compassionate with yourself subscribe to the fertility stories podcast I've got a new episode coming your way next week and until then talk soon